And hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number two of the IceCast Report. As Tim and I are back again to break down the West Virginia contest yesterday, talk about that, what we saw, talk a little bit about what we think the Penguins can do moving forward, and preview a little bit of the next opponent in another Pioneer League team in Valparaiso. So with that being said, I welcome Tim to the week two of the IceCast Report to get your initial thoughts on what we saw yesterday down in Morgantown. Oh, man. You know, that was actually improvement from week one, I believe. I honestly do mm -hmm. see some improvement. Seeing a team that didn't give up. So that, that was the best part about it. I've also thought the difference between the two levels of football. The explosion of big plays for West Virginia versus the ability to have that for YSU was obvious in the game. And that was really, to me, the difference in the game. They were able to take a slant pass and turn it into 50 yards while YSU really did not have that ability to run away from, a, from their defense. They had to march down the field and not make mistakes, and they made a few along the way in each drive they had. My expectations of this game was to score points and mm -hmm. to see how they reacted to a team that is vastly has more talent than you. I think they were up to the challenge. I think they played well. There were times where they were overmatched. There were times mm -hmm. where they actually were able to control the line of scrimmage and get a few things done. Defensively, it's a tough judgment because of the talent level you're mm -hmm. playing. However, I thought at times they played quality defense and smart defense where they actually recognize that they have to uh, maybe uh, use the rules to their advantages. If you tackled uh, a wide receiver on a long run, it's not a bad thing because he's only going to get 15 yards instead of 50 yards. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds crazy saying stuff like that, but understanding having a little IQ uh, went a long way. And they played what I really like, hoped for and expected. I thought in the end that they would be two to three minimum touchdowns better than us. And, you know, basically they were four touchdowns, but not much, you know, two and a half three and a half touchdowns yeah. better than us. And you always want to win a ball game. That's why you play. Even if the talent is mm -hmm. some area better than yours. Overall, I was, I was satisfied. I was not thrilled, but I was satisfied. I believe there's a marker now where they can move forward and improve. And from this season on, they got basically, you know, nine games to prove themselves. And, mm -hmm. They're going to have to come out and play their style of football and prove themselves each and every week because the record – you are what your record says you are. Yep. 0-2 and coming home to play Valparaiso next week. So we'll see exactly how they react and where they move forward. It was a tough, a tough challenge on the road, but I don't think they embarrassed themselves. I think they played well. Uh, they missed opportunities a couple times, but overall – they didn't embarrass themselves. And I think that is a step in the right direction. Unlike the week before where I think they were embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you and I had talked about it last week. We knew this was going to be a daunting task and West Virginia showed why week one against Tennessee, why their overall ranking. And we talked a little bit last week of how you're going to respond when you get punched in the gut. And you said it great is they had their manhood tested. Butler came into your state and pushed you around, and they punched you in the gut. And now you go to number 14, West Virginia. I like what I saw from Tevin McCaster. I'm going to focus on the bright spots first, and we'll talk about what we need to yes, work on. definitely. I thought Tevin McCaster was phenomenal. 
the kid just continues to grind out yards. He may not have the speed of a Jody Webb or Martin Ruiz that we're used to, but the kid, he'll find ways to get yards. I also liked a little bit how we got Christian Turner involved a little bit. Granted, it's West Virginia, so, you know, but he had a big run to set us up down in the red zone yesterday. I think we're seeing a – at quarterback, like you said, there are some bright spots and some not-so-bright spots. This is the time of the offense. This is a whole new offensive system for everybody. And then Gordon just only having less than six months on the fly. You know, that's a tough task to go down to Morgantown. But I was really impressed with the emergence of a receiver. Finally, Zach Farrar looked really good. He looked really good. And for a team coming in with questions at receiver, I thought he showed promise as maybe being the guy we count on. After a quarter, it was only 7 nothing West Virginia. And we picked him off to begin the first drive of the game. I thought Crispin Lee looked really good. Uh, Will Latham had an interception like we just talked about and added eight tackles. I think the big thing defensively is the huge hole and voice where we don't have in Richard McNutt. I don't want to go into detail about that. It's a university investigation. We, we just don't know. Anything. Yeah, so we can't comment on that. Yeah. But I think it's obviously being missed. I think Bo is being stretched thin. He's having to spend a little more time with the defensive backs than – uh, what he'd like to, uh, but West Virginia is really good. And Will Greer, everybody said coming in, he could be the number one overall quarterback selected in this draft. And so far through two weeks, he's not shown anybody why he shouldn't be. Uh, they just have a lot more playmakers than us. The good news is we scored more points in Tennessee on them. I think they're a building block for the offense now against Valparaiso. I think we are locked in and focused. And we shut down maybe the best receiver in the Big 12, David Sills, only had 33 yards. There were bright spots. Yeah, there are bright. There are more bright spots tonight than when you and I talked last week. I feel better, even though we're 0-2 and lost 52-17. I feel a lot better tonight than I did last week because there was chance going in. You could lose by six or seven touchdowns, and, and you gave them game pressure for a good half. A good half, they had game pressure on them. What I liked is the tenacity of the team. They didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. In the fourth quarter, they cut it down to two-touchdown lead at one point. Even when they went up 35, they had the three-touchdown lead. You were able to yes. get field goal to keep yourself within that range and stay in the game. They made some mistakes offensively and defensively that a good team like West Virginia is going to take advantage of, and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. I thought the running game actually played well. I thought both McCaster and uh, Turner both had uh, good games. Yes. Uh, McCaster, he did things I liked. He did things, you know, like you mentioned, he doesn't have the speed that we've had no. in the past. And that is – and yeah. you, you only be the talent that, that each player possessed. Mm-hmm. Is that something YSU's going to be very concerned about it going forward? I think it could be. They're going to have to find a way to make it work. Christian Turner, I thought, played real well. I mean, for 10 Yeah, he years, played better than he did last week. I thought he played real well. And as you mentioned, Zach Farah, I thought, was the uh, the bright star of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, let me talk about Montgomery uh, Van Gorder. Yes. I thought mm-hmm. what we're seeing out of him is, even though he came from Notre Dame as a graduate assistant mm-hmm. or, you know, graduate mm-hmm. uh, transfer, uh, here's a, pl- a player that has not played in a very long time. Yep. 
and he's seeing that and where I think we're seeing some of the, the the rust knocked off it a little bit the problem I had with him I give him like a B for the game I mm-hmm. thought he managed the game well I thought he made some nice throws I thought he made some bad throws I thought he managed the offense pretty well overall the plays that I thought he was late recognizing open receivers at times yep and yeah he was uh and also, I would say uh, his recognition, he recognized the right player and threw to the wrong side of the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he needed to throw to the inside shoulder, he threw outside. When he needed to throw on the outside shoulder, he threw on the inside. His accuracy on the passes were uh, something that I'm hoping that we're going to see more improvement from him. And as he grows, I think this team's offense will grow. And I think he's going to be a key to this offense all season long. 11 for 24 against West Virginia is acceptable, but not good enough. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. He, like I said, there was about five passes that were really on him that weren't caught. Mm -hmm. And those are first downs. Those are play extenders. Those are momentum killers when they don't Mm -hmm. go through. I think YSU coming into the Valparaiso game, and this is going to be an opportunity to really take advantage of, you know, Montgomery Van Gorder and, and make him a better quarterback. I mean, that yeah. has to be a priority of this team because quarterback play at all levels is so huge in football. And I believe we've seen improvement from week one to week two with him. Now we got to take him to the next level because let's face it, the conference season will be here sooner than you can sneeze. Yep. And that's when it matters. Right now, YSU's not – the record looks terrible. However, they're not out of anything because they haven't played a conference game. In the conferences where you'll make or break your season. Against Valparaiso, at home, they need to take advantage of the opportunities and continue to improve the running game on the offense – continue to run their, their offense properly, continue to improve the running game and the passing game, and hopefully in the end we'll see a more fluid offense. I'll say this. I like the offense pace better this year than before. Mm, yeah. It's faster. It's, it's, it's definitely still Montgomery's offense, but not necessarily as a slow pace as his was. And on that level, I'm much – more thrilled as a football fan and someone who watches football. I think a little bit more pace is a good thing. And I believe that's what they're trying to get to. So I believe, you know, with that no huddle, if you can get in and out of plays a little bit faster and be a little bit more successful, get a, uh, get a rhythm going, mm-hmm. the offense will, will play well. So on those levels, I was really happy with some of the things I've seen in the game. Um, yeah. Obviously winning a game is most important thing. And, Sometimes mm-hmm. just you know you're gonna run into a team that more talent. Uh, I give um, West Virginia a lot of credit. I mean, they went 99 yards on one drive. Yeah, yeah after a great punt by yeah, our shooter, exactly. he made a fantastic punt. And you have to make plays. Yep. You know, defensively you have to make plays too. You have to get off the field, <laughs> and you got to give credit to West Virginia for making plays. But reason for cautious optimism is the yeah. I think it, there's improvement, and I like that. Uh, it was a big chat. It was a big ask to get a win. Why not ask for it? You never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. It was a big uh, challenge in front of them. And for the most part, I thought they came out healthy and they came out a better cohesive team. So 
on those levels, I think it's, it's exciting for what, you know, where they're at going forward. And as long as they don't take a step back against Valparaiso this week, I think we're going to see maybe this team continue to improve week after week and move forward. We talk about a lot of many different things, but one thing I enjoy watching uh, the football games is watching Bo's uh, emotional uh-huh. state throughout the game. Yeah, You know, there, there's, there's definitely fighting that dog, and he wants to win. And he's going to do whatever he can to get his team correct. So many of us have grew up watching Penguins. Yes, yes. And, however, football has changed. The only real criticism I have for YSU, and it goes criticism for many teams uh, across the board at the high school, college, and pro level, is get under center when you're inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. When they were down at the two-yard line and then they were messing around and going backward, just frustrated the hell out of me. There's times where you just got to line up and play football. Yeah. And say, Here I come, stop me. And – the consistent always in the uh, shotgun formation. You're susceptible to bad snaps. We had one. Yep. I, you know, I'm old school. I admit it. They can get underneath center a few times and it would and line up in the old Jim Trussell eye formation and, and go for it. And I yep. would be much, much uh, more appeased as a, as a fan. Yeah, I agree with that. I, uh, you and I are very similar in that uh, belief as when you're down inside the tank yard line, just shove it down their throat. And I think that might be a difference between Christ and Montgomery. Last year, Montgomery, uh, we saw on short yardage situations, he would bring Shane Kuhn in the backfield, a tight end, and hand it off to him. So is it Van Gorder is more comfortable out of the shotgun than under center? I don't you know, I know, but I agree with you. Let's just run it up there. It's run, style of offense that's played today. You have a – top of the league center in Harankowitz, who's very good. Run it right behind him and let him go. The thing I like just in there, a bright spot, is Zach Kennedy. I know people, and myself included, have grown very tired of Kennedy. Uh, but the kid came out in a rainstorm yesterday and made a 45-yarder. It didn't mean much. He's showing that, hey, next week or in three weeks when you go to Western Illinois – and with three seconds left, you need a kick to tie the game or win the game. With 45 yards out, Bo's like, okay, I can send him out. I don't have to go for him. Also, that I liked. I thought defensively, the tackling is still not very good. And we're seeing the uh, the losses of Hegedus and Taylor at safety. are just it, It's really tough to replace those guys. Uh, the thing I did like about the defense is we did get – West Virginia to third downs, and sometimes on that, and then sometimes they were third and longer, especially that first touchdown drive. There was a drive they went 99 yards. We had them third and eight or third and nine. I forget what it was, and they just made plays. Like you said, this is a different brand of Penguins football than fans are used to. This is the past couple years we've come in with playoff expectations, and we, you know, this year we might have to take a spec. A step back, and like you said, keep improving each week in non-conference. And then come conference season, the great thing about being in a playoff format, 24 teams, everybody starts 0-0. Zero and zero. And the committee, if you can go out and sneak a win away from South Dakota State or North Dakota State, and you can beat Northern Iowa here, the committee will be like, okay, well, those two wins will trump the Butler loss. And 
you know, you got to be a Bulldog fan the rest of the year. Hopefully they have a good year so it doesn't look as bad. Focusing on Valparaiso now. Like I said, another Pioneer League team coming in. I know people are, like, sick of the small schools coming in here. But this week, I get so tired of hearing the, well, it's about us. Let's, you know, we don't have to worry about the opponent. This week, though, is really about us. And I want to see us come out, assert our level, assert our dominance up front that we should have. No disrespect to Bob Perez, they're much improved. Uh, they have a good offense, had a tough loss yesterday. We should have a size advantage on both sides of the ball. Run the ball down their throat. I want to see us come out and run it down their throat, get a big lead, and then at that point, you can let Montgomery Van Gorder throw some balls. You got playmakers and McCaster and Turner come out, lean on those guys, lean on Harankwitz up front, and then let uh, Van Gorder spread it around. Uh, this is a big test with Penguins. This is a win would make everybody feel better going into the bye week and just take a deep breath, start all over again fresh. I think you hit on a lot of good points there. I will say this about the defense. Mm -hmm. One thing that they absolutely have to take away from the West Virginia game is how a quarterback like Will Gear went 21 of 26. And, you know, 330 yards and four touchdowns, and you just can't do that. You have to find a way to make your play. And I think they'll be able to learn from that and move forward. I do believe what you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, missing your defensive coordinator is a big part yep. of it. Hopefully this will get come to a conclusion one way or the other very soon. Don't know the whole story. We won't know until it comes out and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, improve as this season uh, continues. That's what I'm looking for against Valparaiso. How do they handle it against the pass? Because that was the same the same yep. issue they had against Butler showed up against uh, West, West Virginia. Virginia. So the defensive backs have been challenged. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have to find out what they're made of. Because like I said earlier, you got nine games left. And this season, more than any other season, most of us love to look at a schedule and say, this is a win, this is a yep. tough loss, mm-hmm. this is a, you know, and go through it. This season here – I'm honestly, because of what happened to Butler, and you knew the challenge you had against West Virginia, mm-hmm. this is a year where you're going to have to do it, look at it two ways at the same time. Each week is the season unto itself. You yep. want to know after the end of Saturday night, every time, mm-hmm. count your losses. Because if you get the five losses, you could probably throw in your yes, chips. Yep. And that means you probably lost three or possibly four games in your conference. And that's just not possible. So each week as a fan, I would suggest count our losses. Yep. Well, more than that, uh, play play it as a one-game season. Win this week and then move on. Kind of like a tournament. Win and move on. If you don't win, count your losses because they'll add up fast. And you'll know exactly where you're at. So. The challenge is to get on the uh, the win column this week and improve your team and move forward and get some confidence going because it's it's going to be very quick. You're going to be into the toughest conference championship football. You know, yep. It's going to be important that they do that. And they can't look back. They can learn from the games that they had. They have them on film. They can 
they, you know, the coaches should be able to put their players in better positions and let's move forward. And I think that's what matters right now. Defensively, I'm most concerned is either A, getting to the quarterback, yep. or B, the defensive backs making plays to prevent yep. passes being completed, especially the ones that are over 10, 15 yards. Yep. I agree with everything you said there. This is now about one week at a time. I know it's coach speak and everything, but it's so true. Uh, with the weather seasons began, it's now let's focus on getting better each week, but Valparaiso, you should be. I, I know Valparaiso has a really good pass game. Uh, Dave Cicchini likes to throw it around. But the good thing or silver lining is motivation should not be a problem for this team this week, even though it is a non-scholarship team. Because they are put on notice week one against Butler. If you don't show up, you're going to get beat. So that makes you feel a little bit better going in. It's not a track game or a, a blog game. Now, we have seen – over the years against these lesser schools where you win, but you slog through it. Um, so from that standpoint, I expect motivation level to be high. I think it's, and I hate to be while well, the injuries are killing us and this next man up, but like you said, we don't, we can't get past rush air consistently. And the loss of justice Reed has really hurt that. I, I will say this, the pass rush. Um, I like what I saw last week from Bynum. I like what I saw yesterday from Malik Richmond. Richmond hurried Greer on the interception throw. So there are building blocks there up front. Uh, the secondary, like you said, is I don't think they have confidence right now. And that's, like you said, the the problems aren't on the four, seven-yard slants. They're on the 10 to 15-yard deep balls. They did it against Barton. They did it last week, playing a little bit off the ball. You don't want to get beat over top. But this program since 2015, when Bo first came, was a pressure man-to-man defense. I'd rather have us go back to that, and if you get beat, you get beat. Let's go down swing with what we're with what our guys can do. Hopefully, somebody on the defensive side of the ball steps up and becomes a leader for the younger guys. You know, let's win this week and go into the bye week fresh and start let's, zero and zero. If I had to put numbers on the game against. Uh, Valparaiso this week. This is what I'm hoping to see. And, and, and these are very attainable numbers offensively. Yep. I would like to see the offense run the ball, and in the process, they get 150 yards total offense out of the rushing game. And in the passing game, they get close to 200 yards. The touchdowns on the run or in the pass, a combination just makes it look better on stats level. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Let's also score points this week. Let's get yeah. 28 points. Let's score. Yeah, let's score points. Let's let's raise the bar high and let's let's make let's make it a challenge. And you know, twenty eight points is is a big challenge for this offense because it's only the most they've scored is twenty one. The next week they scored seventeen. Let's put the challenge at twenty eight. Let's get four touchdowns. And anything above that to me will be icing on the cake and something to move forward. I don't care who scores the touchdowns as long as they're offensive scoring touchdowns. I don't special, if you get a special team touchdown, fantastic. Right. You get a defensive turnover touchdown, even more the better. That improves everything within the three aspects of the, of the game. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking four offensive touchdowns, 150 yards total rushing, and 200 yards passing. I don't care who scores the touchdowns, but I want four touchdowns, 150 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. I want a total offense over 350 yards 
this week. And I think that is very attainable. I don't think I'm putting the bar too high. No, I I think it's absolutely doable considering you rushed for a buck 40 or buck 50 yesterday and you had 200 plus against Butler. You should run for 200 on Valparaiso. There's, there's no reason why you can't run for a buck 50 on every team on your schedule. Let's see what we can do offensively. Let's get in rhythm passing wise. Maybe we found a receiver in Farrar. I think number on the head, four touchdowns. Let's get four touchdowns this week, 28 points. I want to see a defense come out and have some swagger. Let's have some fun. Let's dominate. Let's, you know, I want to see these guys get active. If you get beat, get okay. But I don't want to sit back and play the soft prevent zone coverage. Let's get after them. If you get beat for a, a deep one, okay. All right. Maybe let's, I'm playing with fire with that, but no. Nah, let's have some fun here. Let's end. The, let's let's yes. Bring this to to an end here tonight. Yes. Uh, I gave you my offensive prediction. What I want now. Let's let's predict this. Uh, yes. the, the score for the game on okay. Saturday with Valparaiso. What are the Penguins going to do to the Crusaders? Well, as much of my money went to Valparaiso, and I love Valparaiso dearly as I sit next to my degree, and I am very proud of that, as you know. My heart's in Youngstown. Give me, give me YSU 27, Valparaiso 14. All right. I'm going higher. Not much higher, but higher. Okay. 35-7. I would love it. At this point, if we win 3-2, to two, I will celebrate it like we celebrated in 2016. Let's just get a win, man. Uh, speaking of a 3-2 victory, I have actually watched YSU win a 3-2 game. Really? Yes. Uh, real quick story. God, it had to be Bill Narduze era. Holy moly. Yes, and it was against our arch rival, Akron, at the time. Oh, that makes it and, even better. And it was in a day like today where it never stopped raining. Really? It was a – they got a safety on, the I think, the opening drive because – YSU dropped the ball in the end zone on a punt or something like that, and they got a safety. Mm. And then late in the ball game, there was a turnover, and YSU kicked a field goal to win it 3-2. to two. Wow. I will take any kind of win this week. I would love to have a blowout win and to relax. But at this point, as Alex Davis famously said, just win, baby. I could be 100% wrong on that. My accuracy, I was testing my own memory without going back and uh, verifying that, but I could, I would lay odds high that they won a game 3-2 to two against Akron and during the Bill Narduzzi era. I would, I would love to take a 3-2 win just as, as much as I'd love to take a 35-7 blowout. All right. All right, Anthony, this is your chance to take us yep. out and talk about Valparaiso one last time as we wrap up the pod here today. Yeah, kickoff Saturday at 2 p.m. at Stambaugh. I know everybody's going to see Owen, too, but Ohio State does not play until 8 o'clock. Get down there. Show Youngstown you don't give up. And let's have fun for three hours and bring home a win going into the bye week. I expect to see you all there Saturday, 2 o'clock. Saturday afternoon at the best day in FCS football standby. With that said, go Penguins beat Crusaders. All right, that is the Ice Castle Report Week 2 here on Radio MPP.